right, people of the internet, I'm Dave Rubin. This is The Rubin Report. It's October 23rd, 2023. We're live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Locals. Tap that notification bell if you have not. And if you want to join us for the post game, rubinreport.locals.com. Before we start, quickly want to address something that I touched on for uh, just 20 seconds or so on Friday. Uh, you know, we're now, I guess, into the third week of this insanity, what really is worldwide insanity, but emanating after these Hamas attacks in Israel. And uh, over the last couple of weeks, obviously we're, we have a whole bunch of new viewers and I'm seeing that our stuff's being shared all over the place. And I know like a little truth and a little sanity and a little decency, I guess goes a long way in, uh, in a weird, wacky, dishonest time. Um, so I'm very happy that you guys are all here. I do want to say one thing though. I've been, you know, it's emotionally, it's been kind of difficult, like figuring out how to do this show every day. And, you know, I'm, I'm always happiest when, when the show is funny and silly and all that other stuff. And we've tried to weave in a little bit of that here and there, but on the emotional side of things, I know I have cursed more in the last two weeks than, than probably if you took all the F-bombs and other uh, choice language over the years of the show. I think I've packed in more in these two weeks than ever before, right? If you were just doing a side-by-side -side on all that. I am going to try to control that starting this week. If I drop an F-bomb during a show, uh, it will it will be really, really warranted. I, I've heard from a couple people. First of all, it's funny, because a lot of you love it when I do it, right? And I'm just doing like, it's just coming out of me. I'm not sitting here like, I'll drop an F-bomb here and whatever. It really is just like emoting in real time. Uh, and I know a lot of you like it because you're feeling the same way and you don't see news anchors on television or pundits on television that ever emote properly about anything, right? They're all like these pre-programmed robots. Um, so some of you really like it. And then I've seen some other people like, oh, but I want to show this to my, to my sister and my aunt and my grandma and blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to try to do it as professionally as possible. I warn you every now and again, it's gonna happen. But let's see if we can get through a show today without one. Let's just see if we can do it. Uh, anyway, uh, today's show, uh, obviously I'm gonna get you caught up on, on all the latest, the specifics on the ground and how the media is just screwing up everything and, and what I've really been focused on for the last two weeks, that this, this woke mind virus that so many of us have been trying to expose for years is so deeply connected to now what's happening on college campuses and these insane protests that we're seeing where they're in essence calling for genocide, this odd intersectional monster where you've got trans people for Palestine, like all, all of the wackiness, uh, how the climate change thing is even somehow connected to this. Yes, climate change for Palestine because when they chop up those water pipes uh, and turn them into rockets. Somehow Greta Thunberg is into that. Uh, so we're gonna talk about who peddles all this nonsense and is there actually an alternative? That's what we're gonna be doing today. Before we do, a fitting sponsor for you, My Patriot Supply. Guys, uh, the unthinkable does seem like it's here. With all the recent media distractions, most of us never saw it coming, but some did, and their guts told them something was wrong and the headlines are kind of proving them right. Our so-called trusted institutions tell you not to worry, that everything's fine, but you guys probably know a bit better than that. Uh, you know, self-reliance doesn't happen overnight. You have to start somewhere. Start with My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the country's largest preparedness company, and they're more than equipped to stock your shelves. Ditch the canned vegetables and boxed pasta. Their best-selling three-month food kit provides delicious breakfasts, lunches and dinners that last up to 25 years. These meals offer over 2,000 calories every day with the balance of protein and carbs to keep you fed and ready in the event of an emergency. Just add water and heat and eat. 
Start or strengthen your food supply with this three-month food kit from My Patriot Supply. Visit preparewithrubin.com and get ready. Order now with fast and free shipping, preparewithrubin.com. And now back to Ruben. Okay, so one of the, the slivers of people that you know I focus on all the time when I was, from an election perspective, is who can move, right? If we, were, if we even remove these last couple weeks of events, who is it with this presidential election coming up that might be able to move? And I've been saying for a long time, it's those disaffected libs. It's the guys like me from years ago who kind of woke up to the lunacy of the Democrat party. Now, if we flash forward to everything that's happening in these last two weeks, I think an awful lot of liberals are waking up and they're realizing the radicalism of the Democrat party and they're, they're realizing how BLM, which was a complete farce from the beginning and actually a violent organization that was terrorizing our streets, how basically overnight they flipped it into somehow a pro-Hamas organization. So good liberals, and there are, even if you're a, a staunch conservative watching this, you know that there are good liberals, that there certainly were good liberals, JFK, was a good liberal, right? Everyone knows this. The, the battle in America used to be from, say, a little more of a traditional conservative, usually a more religious person, and a liberal who was not completely insane and woke and crazy, but maybe wanted a little bit bigger government to kind of help on the margins. That was, a, that was what a healthy America had for at least a century, right? Uh, but because that group now is waking up, right, a whole bunch of them are like, whoa, 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 we're Democrats, but we're not for beheading children. Uh, I think it is worth trying to welcome them with open arms. Uh, Bill Maher, yeah, I'm starting with Bill Maher today, uh, is one of those guys, and I don't know that he will ever get to the finish line, but he is now consistently repeating things that conservatives have been saying for years. So here he is talking about going to college, specifically Ivy Leagues. By the way, he's he went to an Ivy League college himself. He went to, to Cornell, not too far from where I went, SUNY Binghamton, although he's got a couple of years on me. Uh, but here he is once again waking up sort of slow motion conservative, decent liberals eventually coming around to the more conservative position. And I think that'll set us up nicely for today's show. Go! And finally, new rule as an Ivy League graduate who knows the value of a liberal education, I have one piece of advice for the youth of America. Don't go to college. <laughs> and if you absolutely have to go, don't go to an elite college, because as recent events have shown, it just makes you stupid. <laughs> there are few, if any, positives to come out of what happened in Israel, but one of them is opening America's eyes to how higher education has become indoctrination into a stew of bad ideas, among them the simplistic notion that the world is a binary place where everyone is either an oppressor or oppressed. In the case of Israel, oppressors being babies and bubbas. The same students who will tell you that words are violence and silence is violence were very supportive when Hamas terrorists went on a rape and murder rampage worthy of the Vikings. They knew where to point the fingers at the murdered, and then it was off to ethics class. 34 student groups at Harvard signed a letter that said the apartheid regime is the only one to blame, proving they don't know what constitutes apartheid. They don't know much of anything, actually. <laughs> but it doesn't deter them from having an opinion. They've convinced themselves Israel is the most repressive regime in history because they have no knowledge of history or even a desire to know it. And actual history doesn't come up in their intersectionality of politics and genderqueer identities class. <laughs> Okay, so I know you're probably at the same time having two emotions watching that. You're going, oh, it's nice you're waking up, and you're probably also thinking, oh, you're probably not gonna get to the finish line, Bill, because he probably will vote 
or a Democrat in the end. So I don't wanna make this about the partisan part. What I wanna make this about is he, as I always, often say, he's sort of an avatar for the last liberals and they can change. And what he is now saying, this idea of don't go to college and their indoctrination centers, and you know, I always say it's like they, they send you to college. College used to be where you learned how to think, not what to think. It's become completely reversed. They know nothing of history. They, they say these crazy words of oppressed and oppressor and apartheid and all these things, and, and none of it means anything. We're gonna show you some specific examples of how confused they are in just a moment. Uh, but the point is, for him to say to his audience and, and the millions of people who watch, don't go to college, you know, when he said that, the audience didn't know what to do. There was that pause and then a couple people kind of applauded. But this has been a conservative opinion for a long time, that colleges are indoctrination centers. How did we get here? Seven years ago, when I was going to college campuses and me and Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro and all those like scary right-wingers, when we were going to college campuses and being called Nazis and racists and we'd have to have security everywhere we went, it was like, everyone used to say to me, Dave, Dave, don't, oh, it's just college kids. Stop making such a big deal about it. Over time, over decades, all of those college kids who had their brains broken in college and learned all of the worst ideas, they ended up in the real world and they end up at companies and they import all these woke ideas and now look at all of our institutions. So the fact that he is out there now saying, what is it? I mean, think about it. If you just think about it from a purely political perspective, don't go to college. No Democrat would want you. To, Democrats want everyone in college, right? They want you in debt. They want you in college debt so then they can come back and say, ah, oh, we solved your debt. And they want you indoctrinated because they know where, where would, when Bernie says, well, we should have free college for everybody, right? It's like, does Bernie really want you to learn the plethora of ideas? Does he really want you to get a true education, the socialists, or do they know the best place to get their, their time-tested wrong ideas steeped into the brains of young people would be at college, right? College used to make you think outside of the box. That was the idea. Now it makes you think inside of the box. That is what they are doing. And, it, and it's rotting an entire generation, which we will get to uh, we'll get to some, specifics example, ex some specific examples of in just a sec. Let me talk to you guys about the satellite phone store. Guys, fires, hurricanes, tornadoes, they can happen almost anywhere. And your cell phone could go down as a result but not a satellite phone. Satellite phones will always work because you're carrying your personal cell tower everywhere and anywhere you go on earth. Anyone who has a satellite phone in the affected areas of Hawaii, the Nevada, Nevada desert, et cetera, has a way to communicate with friends, family, and emergency services. Prepare for the unexpected. The most secure way to communicate is from a satellite phone to a satellite phone. You can't be tracked and no one can listen in on your calls. Even the US military uses satellite phones for secured communication. So here's a deal for you. Visit sat123.com or call 866-320-1884 and use promo code DAVE50 to waive the $50 activation fee. The service is only applicable to those in the USA. Again, just visit sat123.com, use promo code DAVE50 to waive the $50 activation fee or call 866-320-1884. And now back to me. Okay, so why would Bill Maher now, Bill Maher, who went to an Ivy League school, who is a, a, a liberal elitist, I don't, I don't even mean that in a judgmental way, I mean, he's a Hollywood guy, he's worth probably 100 million bucks, like that. I don't begrudge him any of those things, right? But he's a liberal, he's a liberal thought leader. Why would he be saying, hey, liberals, because that's who his audience is, don't send your kids to these indoctrination centers because, and the reason obviously, is because he is now seeing 
that liberalism seemingly cannot stand up against wokeism. Now I'd like to show you a tweet from Greta Thunberg, who is a true wizard. Uh, Greta, of course, the climate, I almost, I, would, I had a funny one there, but I didn't, so I'm not saying it. Oh, damn. She's a climate chick. Uh, here she is, a tweet from her. Week 270, today we strike in solidarity with Palestine and Gaza. The world needs to speak up and call for an immediate ceasefire, justice, and freedom for Palestinians and civilians affected. Just, just leave it up for a second. First, look how happy these chicks are. All these people end up endlessly miserable. Greta Thunberg, how old is she? She's like 15, she looks like she's 72. Right, like they all end up with that frumpled brow and just miserable. There's just, they're just misery and hate there. This Jew stands with Palestine. Yeah, go go to Gaza, lady. Okay. Uh, anyway, the climate activists. You might go, well, wait a minute. What do the climate activists have to do with Gaza? Also, she stands. She has. She says she stands with Gaza and Palestine. Saying you stand for Palestine or what's going on between Palestine and Israel makes no sense. It would be like saying what's going on in Israel versus Israel, because as you know, there would, never was a state of Palestine, right? Okay, fine, I accept that they're all just kind of ridiculous. But you look at these young people and you go, well, why are young people rampaging through these colleges? Why are they out on the street? Why are they screaming there's a genocide when if you look, we're gonna show you a graph in a second, the population of Gaza is exploding. It's going up this way, right? Um, why are they so confused about all of these issues? Well, it's because of that education thing that Bill Maher was referencing. So now I wanna show you this video. This is a spectacular video that I saw over the weekend. Uh, it's by a guy by the name of Yosef Hadid. He is an Isra he's an Israeli Arab, so he lives in Israel. He's Arab, not Jewish, full equality. He was a member of the IDF, the Israel Defense Forces, uh, and he is the CEO of a, of a nonprofit called Together Vouch for Each Other, which is an organization that's devoted to bringing Arabs and Jews together in Israel. So here he is. Uh, we're showing his video now, right? Yeah. So here he is uh, at a this, what do you call this thing? It's like uh, one of these Palestine booths. You know, they've got these. No, are we not doing that? Oh, sorry, there's two things we're doing here. We're first going to, he created this video uh, of Greta. You're gonna remember this famous Greta video uh, from way back when about climate change and watch how he fiddled with it to, uh, to make it effective. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. How dare you continue to look away? You say you hear us and that you understand the urgency. If you really understood the situation and still kept on failing to act, then you would be evil and that I refuse to believe. How dare you pretend that this can be sold with just business as usual? You are failing us. We will not let you get away with this. Right here, right now, is where we draw the line. The world is waking up. And change is coming, whether you like it or not. Thank you. As you can see, very clever what he did right there. Like when you take her words and then you apply them to this, things are a little bit different. The other video that I was referencing, he went to one of these 
booths, you know, they've got these booths at these college campuses where these people are all pro-Palestine and he just gets into it with one of these people and they just don't know what they're talking about, which is a perfect segue to this next video. Uh, this is a video of a Norwegian student in Poland and check out her poster and then a, an interviewer goes up to her to ask her a bit more about what she thinks about this conflict. Hello girls, uh, tell me where you're from and uh, why did you come out today? Uh, I'm from Norway, uh, I study here in Poland, but I'm here to, to support the Palestinian and mm -hmm. people and their rights and hopefully there will be a free Palestine. So you're holding such a parcel, keep the world clean, uh, I say from Jews, yes? No, uh, no, 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 not Jews, not Jews. No Jews? No, of course not Jews. Uh, Really, freedom of religion, religion is also a human right, which we support. Uh, but we do not support the Israeli government and the ethnical genocide they're doing right now um, to the Palestinian people. Uh, but Jews, we love everyone. We love Jews. Jews and Christians and Muslims, they're all welcome to live. God, it's, it's incredible. I'm gonna be showing a lot of these types of videos, I think, going forward to just show you how these people have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of things I could nitpick there, right? Um, let's start with this this idea that Israel is committing genocide, and there has been a 75-year genocide of the Palestinian people. Check out this chart, and, and you should check it out on your own. Don't take my word for it. You can do a little Googling. The population of Gaza from 1960 to now, it has basically, tr uh, not, not tripled, it is five times, five X, basically, from about a million to five million people. Uh, this is the worst genocide of all time. Uh, obviously, uh, when you're committing genocide, the population is going to go down. Genocide would be something like what the Germans did to the Jews in the Holocaust, right? Six million people, it goes down, and then all of what those people were going to have babies and everything else. You lose generations of people in a genocide. There, there simply is no genocide. Also, it's very clear, and this is, this is one of the tricks they're all playing. They're not going after Jews, right? It's not about Jews, sure. I've got the Jewish star in a garbage can. It's not about Jews. It's about those Israelis. It's the Israeli government. Those are the mean guys. And she wants a free Palestine, but they'll never really define what that means. What she means, I think, in essence, and what they really do mean, especially because so many of them are chanting from the river to the sea, right? The Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. That is the whole of Israel. We would like to take all of these people out. So what is this oddly not religious. What is this oddly cult-like behavior of Greta Thunberg, who doesn't say anything about babies being burned and, and women being beheaded? By the way, the Israeli government this morning, they did an hour press conference with, with about 100 international journalists to show some of the images that they've been holding back and show some camera footage that soldiers had, you know, when they have little cameras on their, on their outfits and everything. And there are beheadings and like it's it's all of the worst unimaginable stuff. People that are that are tied together, that are, you know, with metal, metal, metal wiring that were burned alive and like, yeah, all, all of the stuff, you know, all that. But why is it there's no sympathy for that? Why is it that, a, you know, 1300 Israelis are killed in cold blood and suddenly worldwide, everyone's screaming about free Palestine, even though there's not one Jew or Israeli, or settlement in Gaza, right? Hitler would love the place. Well, it's partly because intersectionality has made everybody stupid. And where do they teach intersectionality? It's at the colleges. So again, Bill Maher is right. So you end up with these woke trans activists 
who are out there protesting for a group of people, Hamas and the Palestinian movement as a whole, who would gladly behead them. So speaking of uh, trans activists, uh, here is a trans activist. And there's a shit, didn't want to curse. There's a lot of these videos out there. This is just one. Here's a trans activist explaining how being trans in America is very similar to being uh, a godson uh, during a war. Go. I keep getting comments that if I was in Gaza, I would be killed for being queer. And first off, there are queer people in Gaza and they're being killed for being Palestinian. Secondly, I don't need to move across the ocean to experience violence for being queer. I literally had to evacuate my place six months ago because people were so violent and sending me death threats, literally hunting me down for being trans. This is in the United States of America. The United States of America for trans people is in stage seven and eight. Palestine is in nine and 10. There there is a reason why the United States was the only country who vetoed a United Nations Security Council resolution. There is a reason why our government is so adamant about saying level the place. There is a reason why this country continues to ignore what's happening in Palestine because our country is built on genocide. And by the way, Hitler he also attacked queer people. There's a reason why we were forced to wear pink triangles. And also, he literally got his ideas for concentration camps from the United States of America. History is repeating itself right now, and how dare you try to weaponize my queerness in order to manipulate me to support genocide. I will never stand by Israel's actions. I won't stand by Israel in general. And if you're queer and you are standing with Israel, you're wrong, and you really need to take a step back and evaluate your morals and values. Look, frankly, I don't think you need me to analyze any of that. So instead, I'd like to show you a 10 or 15 second video that I found of that dude putting on his makeup. Oh, oh, oh this is just, you look fabulous. Look at you. And a little more on the cheeks. And a little more on Like, do I have to add commentary to what we just saw? It's all so stupid. Anyway, here's a dude in a dress leading a uh, pro-Palestine protest in Washington, D.C. All right, I want to be very clear about this. If any of you know who that man in a dress is, who's also wearing a mask outdoors, I have no idea why, uh, I will put $10,000, I am not kidding, $10,000 to send that man in a dress to Gaza. You know what, $20,000. You know what I mean? Fly first class, I'll get you a couple nice dresses, we'll get you some Manolo Blahniks, that's a type of shoe, Jimmy Choo's, whatever you want, and I'd like to send you to Gaza, you masked dude in a dress screaming for people who would love to behead you. It is, it is so extraordinary. Like if you can't see what's going on right now, and that, that's, again, I do think there is a silver lining happening here. There really is something happening here. I know everything seems worse right now, right? Like there, there's something unbelievably horrific happened and, and there's now still fallout from that and there's, there's we could potentially be on the verge of World War III. There's an existential battle happening right now. Like, there's all of that. But the silver lining is good, decent people who, I get it, they're quiet. They're not out there protesting and screaming. So we're only seeing the crazies. But good, decent people see videos like that and they get, they get what's going on. So now I wanna show you uh, what's happening across the world because we're seeing these crazy dudes in dresses screaming for free Palestine. 
I want to just say Joan Rivers, by the way, like who's better than Joan? Joan you give me Joan Rivers and Miss Piggy any day. They're be, they would be better political analysts than what you're seeing on CNN. Anyway, all over the world right now, we are seeing these, these crazy, they're pro-Hamas protests. They're not pro-Palestine protests, okay? They're just not. There is no one at these protests that is like, guys, Hamas was bad. I'm, I'm for the Palestinian people, but Hamas was bad. No, they are suddenly all screaming from the river to the sea. They're talking about the end of the 75-year occupation, which, as I always say, is odd because they seemingly, 75 years ago, that's when the British Empire was there. There never was a state of Palestine, so they, they want the British to come back. I don't know any British people who want the British Empire to come back. Um, but all over the place, and, and London has been a hotbed for this. There are hundreds of thousands of people out on the streets. I don't know how you could be a, a Jewish person or anyone who loves the West or, or a true British citizen uh, and feel safe in, in London right now. Uh, there are these massive, there are calls for jihad and that we they should be, have Muslim armies take over the world and everything else. But look what the British police are up to. They found two white guys with an old English flag and they're not happy with them. For the moment, anything racist or even close no, to racism is said. The moment anything gets anything close to that, all right? It's a verbal warning to the guys holding the old flag of England, right? Most people think of the of the UK flag. That's the old flag of of England. Yeah, it's the well, it's the current flag of England, but people think of the British flag, right? The UK flag, uh, and th those guys are the ones who have to worry about being racist. There are literally people out there saying, "Kill all the Jews, river to the sea." Like, who is more indigenous? It's those hundreds of thousands of people who have been imported into England who are calling for a worldwide caliphate, or or is it the Jews in the ancient land of Israel? Like, again, it's just like just if you've got any brain cells left, and I know you do, if you're watching this, it's like you can just see the truth and hopefully spread it a little bit more. But this, this radicalism, that's and it's happening in Paris, and it's happening in Brussels, and all over the place, uh, it is leading to, to genuinely bad things, not only uh, uh, that millions of people no longer feel safe in, in their homes and in their communities, uh, but this is out of Detroit. So this is from uh, Rashida Tlaib's district. Now, Rashida Tlaib, as far as I'm concerned, she is a member of the Hamas caucus. She is a Hamas supporter. She has no problem with as many dead Jews. I think she's radically anti-American. I think if the Democrats had any balls, they would figure out a way to censure her at least, at the very least, uh, but really probably kick her out of Congress. But the party is, is just an abject disaster at this point. Um, well, in her very district, uh, the president of a synagogue outside of Detroit was found stabbed to death over the weekend. Uh, a little clear what might have happened, unclear what might have happened. Turning now to the urgent investigation underway in Detroit after the murder of a synagogue president. Police say Samantha Wall was found stabbed to death outside her home this weekend. Officials say all possible motives are being investigated. Authorities tell ABC News no evidence has surfaced to suggest the killing was motivated by anti-Semitism. ABC's Alex Prochet is in Detroit tonight. Tonight, authorities in Detroit on high alert after the brutal murder of the president of a local synagogue. Detroit police say Samantha Wold was found around 6.30 a.m. Saturday outside her home. The 40-year-old stabbed multiple times, a trail of blood leading back to her townhouse. She was pronounced dead at the scene. Wohl had led the Isaac Agri Synagogue in downtown Detroit since last year. I'm just numb at this moment. You know, Sam was such an amazingly kind person. Um, I can't imagine anything like this happening to her. Late today, Wohl's body laid to rest, her family remembering her as a beautiful soul. Our world is shattered without you. You brought us light. Randomly 
stabbed multiple times. We, we don't know if it's anti-Semitism. I'm sure that the mainstream media would run it the same way if it was the president of a mosque, like, which of course would be equally horrific, right? You cannot kill innocent people because of bloodlust from across the world. But when a member of Congress is out there basically excusing, right? Rashida Tlaib, is, it's not that she's basically excusing. She is in essence cheering on the bloodlust of Hamas and then suddenly randomly a, a president of a synagogue in her district gets stabbed to death on the street. I guess we'll have to figure out what that means. But it's not just Rashida Tlaib, right? None of the squad, and we've shown you plenty of videos of AOC, she has no idea what she's talking about relative to the geography or the history, right? She is LARPing as a congresswoman. She is an actress, like a complete buffoon actress. Uh, but here I wanna show you Ilhan Omar, who is, I would say, it's, it's hard to decide. You know, AOC is kind of the worst because she's the most, influential, Rashida is like a genuine, like America-hating evil person, and, and Ilhan, is, I, I don't know how, you, you have to figure it out for yourself, like there's good arguments every which way on who's the worst of the three of them. Uh, but here's a journalist in the Capitol trying to uh, ask Ilhan Omar if Hamas is bad, did they do anything bad? Like, she could just turn and say, yeah, beheading children is bad, but no, she can't do it. Ignore this crazy lady, don't worry about her. Those are all completely legitimate questions. And you have to understand, Ilhan Omar does support Hamas. How hard would it be for her, even if she doesn't believe it? Like if she was smart and doesn't believe it, let's say it is my belief, and I think it's fairly obvious, the evidence proves it, that she supports Hamas. She would gladly, I think she would gladly, gladly have those 8 million Jews killed. You'd have to kill a whole bunch of Israeli Arabs. She would be fine with another genocide. I think she deeply hates America. She came here, ascertained incredible power. She's destroyed Minnesota. Okay, fine. But how hard would it be if she was just like trying to be a little bit better? Not even trying to be a little bit better. If she was trying to be a little more clever, for her own side, shouldn't she just turn to the person and say, well, of course, you know, Hamas beheading children is bad, but I, but I stand up for the people of Gaza. Like that wouldn't be that hard to say, but she won't even give an inch on that. And nobody in the Democrat party, nobody has the balls to say anything about it. Now you might go, well, why is that? The, and the problem with the Democrat party is not only has it been captured by these radicals, as you know, but the guy up top, we are to believe that Joe Biden is, is in charge of the Democrat party. And I just don't know how at this point, after these years of, of watching him stammer and stumble through everything and fall up the stairs, which again is always a skill unto itself. Most people fall down the stairs. He usually falls up the stairs. How anyone could think he is in charge. So we don't know who really is in charge. A lot of people think it's the Obama machine and everything else, but we know that Biden would never put down the radicals in his own party. So he gave a, he gave a talk at the Oval Office uh, and you know he managed to read off the teleprompter, like kind of, I'll give credit where credit's due. Like for him, it wasn't like the most slurry thing ever. What are they doing to his face? I think this is worth noting. We know that they are drugging him beyond imagination, but they're also pumping him all full of things, which is why sometimes it looks like he has testicles hanging off his chin. Sometimes his face, like what is going on here? But also listen to the words. See, tell me if what he says here is, does this really seem like it's the issue at the moment? If you're, if you're watching this is what he's really referencing here and the hate in this country and who it's aimed at. Is this really the problem right now? Take a look. 
and I know many of you in the Muslim American community, the Arab American community, the Palestinian American community, and so many others are outraged and hearty, saying to yourselves, here we go again with Islamophobia and distrust we saw after 9-11. Just last week, a mother was brutally stabbed, a little boy here in the United States. Okay, first off, Nobody should be brutally stabbed. We cannot bring sectarian violence from across the world over here. But when you see all those protests, when they're screaming from the sea, river to the sea and all that, the stark difference between the, the what are generally smaller uh, protests, because people are nervous to be out there supporting Israel and supporting America. I mean, at the, at the Israel protests, the pro-Israel protests, they're talking about bring our children home. Uh, they're talking about their love for America, their love for their country. Um, there is no chant of kill anybody or erase anybody or anything else, but that he somehow makes it seem that Islamophobia is the problem right now. First off, a phobia is an irrational fear. Everywhere that Islam as a religion has taken root in the, in the world is not good for any minorities, be it women or gays or religious minorities or anything else, right? There's no flourishing Christians in uh, Islamic countries, right? There's no flourishing Jews in Islamic countries. But, his, but suddenly, uh, they, they put the aim on that. Oh, we're, we're worried about Islamophobia. You would have a rational fear if a whole bunch of people who were saying we'd like to genocide those people moved into your neighborhood. That would be a problem. So there is no moral authority. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. There's no moral honest authority in the Democrat party to, ra to rein in the radicals, there just simply isn't, but they keep putting the, the spokespeople out there so that we don't, so that to basically try to trick us. Like, don't worry, like Biden really is in charge and we have a good handle on all of this. Here's former Biden chief of staff, Ron Klain, explaining that Biden really is in charge right now. Don't worry about any of that. Sure, well, I don't want to color it too much, go ahead. Well, I think they were wise words from a wise president. I think he's just reminding the world and the Israelis that the U.S. did things that regretted after 9-11. He's uh, talked also about combating Islamophobia and anti-Semitism here in our country. So it's a difficult time, but we have a wise, experienced president leading the way for us here in America. Guys, he's wise and inexperienced. Or he's, he's, he's wise and experienced. Don't worry about Joe Biden. Can't say two sentences without fumbling. Makes up stories constantly, makes up his history, deeply corrupt through his son and a whole bunch of other stuff. Don't worry, and he's going to deal with all that Islamophobia. You know what he's also going to deal with? He's also going to deal with giving money to the people who just uh, caused all of this chaos. That's right. We talked about it last week. We just released $100 million of new funding to the government of Gaza. That is literally Hamas. The people who just did all of this, who in their charter call for the genocide of the Jews, we just, we just gave them a cool $100 mil. Today, I'm also announcing... $100 million in new U.S. funding for humanitarian assistance in both Gaza and the West Bank. This money will support more than 1 million displaced and conflict-affected Palestinians, including emergency needs in Gaza. Some extent, I, I don't know what to say about this. Like, we are funding basically both sides of this, and these both sides are not equal. One is a tiny Democrat state trying to live by Western values, in its historic homeland, and we're also funding the guys trying to kill them. How right now could we say, so he's making a distinction there, right? So there's the West Bank, which again, it's Judea and Samaria. Judea means where the Jews are from, but they don't want any Jews to live there. Okay, fine. Again, that's where Jesus was from. He was a, he was a pretty popular Jew, Jesus, right? Okay, 
Um, but they don't want any Jews living there, fine. But he's making a distinction. So we're gonna give 100 million to the government of Gaza and to the West Bank. So the government of Gaza, that's Hamas. There, there's no other guy getting the money. And oh, by the way, we played all the videos last week of how money is fungible, right? We give the six billion back to Iran and they're like, well, we're gonna do whatever we want with it. And then our spokesman get up there and like, well, money's fungible. And yeah, when you give people money, they can do whatever they want with it. So we're giving money to Hamas. We know they will use it for weapons and everything else. And, and God knows what they will use it for. And then I think maybe, 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 not even that we have the money, maybe you could make an argument we should give some money to the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank because they're not quite, I mean, they are basically, we played you the, the thing on, uh, was that Friday, uh, where they're issuing statements, kill all the Jews, but they're not like super duper kill all the Jews all the time. So maybe it keeps a lid on, like to even try to rationalize it, any of this is completely insane. Uh, but we're given the money, we know the money is fungible, and then we hand over the money, and then Biden State Department spokesman Matt Miller admits that uh, we don't know what the hell they're gonna do with the money. The, the concern the Israeli government has, and they've said this publicly, and they certainly said it privately to us, is that any assistance that goes in will be diverted once it's inside Gaza. That there is not, a, there is not an Israeli military force in Gaza, there's not a UN peacekeeping force in Gaza. The people with guns inside Gaza are Hamas. And so Hamas may try to divert this assistance and keep it from getting to the civilians who, who it is intended for. We think that's a legitimate concern. Uh, we've made clear that this aid needs to go to innocent civilians and not Hamas. We're gonna be watching very carefully uh, how it's delivered um, because we wanna be sensitive to those concerns, which we share. I, I, this, this the whole show, can we title this show, Dave doesn't know how to comment on the stupidity? Like, he's admitting it. The Israelis are like, oh, Hamas is running the show. You're giving them 100 million. They have all the guns. We have no ability to manage what's going on down there. And what do you mean? So. What do you mean we're gonna make sure the money gets to the people who need it? Like, what does that mean? Like the average Gazan, okay, here's 20 bucks, good luck. Like, what are we even talking about? We are literally paying Hamas and they're, they're full on admitting it. And not only are they fully admitting it, Hamas right now still has probably 20 to 30 American hostages, okay, killed at least a dozen or a couple dozen Americans. Uh, we know where Hamas's leadership is in Qatar. We haven't demanded that they release the Americans, much less the 200 uh, Israeli hostages or anything else. And here's Secretary of State Tony Blinken. Uh, there's at least 10. It sounds like there's about 10 unaccounted for American hostages. I don't know why we haven't asked anything about them or anything, but here he is. Do you believe that all 10 unaccounted for Americans are being held hostage? Uh, Kristen, we don't know. As you said, we've got 10 unaccounted for Americans. Uh, we believe that uh, some significant number are hostages. But, you know, what's happening is, and it just underscores the horror, uh, Israel continues to discover, uncover people who were killed, who were slaughtered. And I use that uh, term very advisedly, slaughtered on October 7th. So what we don't know for sure is whether some of the um, unaccounted for are dead and have simply not been uncovered yet or whether the hostage, but we, we have a pretty strong idea that some number of the 10 at least are being held in, in Gaza by Hamas. Her next question should be, so are you going to do anything about it, you useless person in an expensive suit? Are you going to do anything about it? We know that Qatar houses all of the leadership of Hamas. Why are we not leveraging that? Why aren't we, I don't know, like I don't wanna get into a war, but we could threaten to blow up Qatar. Guys, if you don't freaking release the American hostages, we're gonna blow up Qatar. I I'm not calling for that, but something. Why aren't we putting sanctions on Qatar? Why aren't we saying to Qatar, if you don't 
kick out the leaders of the group who are holding our people, you're going to have some other problem. It, it, it's extraordinary, the, the level of complete and utter incompetency by this administration. And again, I would, I would compare this to the border. Is it complete and utter incompetence or is it, or is it genuine? Uh, is it genuinely that they are trying to destroy America from the inside? So you let everybody in on, from the border perspective. And when it comes to foreign policy, it's like, you know, well, I don't know where the Americans are. We don't know how many people there are. We know kind of who's, who's got them and how they got them, but we're just not gonna, we're just not gonna do anything. But my suit is pretty nice. Look at my suit and look at Joe Biden. He's so pumped full of Restylane right now. My God, look at his plump face for 80 years old. Anyway, the other problem, of course, is that the media just lies about everything. Hamas, which is the governing authority, a terrorist organization who in their docks, check the docks, kill all the Jews, right? Their whole thing is ethnic cleansing and genocide. But anytime they release any information, oh, a hospital blew up, 500 people are killed. No, it turns out they blew up a parking lot next to the hospital, it was probably about 10 people. And we know that Hamas has weapons there. The mainstream media just repeats Hamas talking points over and over again, thus leading a group of really dumb young people, dudes in dresses with masks, screaming for a free Palestine when they have no idea what they're talking about. Here's just a compilation of Hamas disinformation being spread by uh, mainstream media. But there is a great opportunity for misinformation, especially on social media. I caution you to be very careful about what you choose to believe and on what basis. The horrific scene at a hospital in Gaza today, an explosion that killed more than 500 people. The government in Gaza says the Israeli Defense Forces uh, struck a hospital in the center of Gaza City. An airstrike hit a Gaza City hospital, killing at least 500 people. It's because of an alleged Israeli airstrike on a hospital in Gaza that Hamas health officials say killed more than 500 people. And when you're talking about 500 people, you have to wonder how many of those people are innocent civilians. That minimum, hundreds of people have been killed in what they say was an Israeli airstrike. Where a hospital was caved in, killing hundreds and stranding an untold number under the concrete. By far, the deadliest Israeli airstrike ever. Hundreds taking shelter at a Gaza City hospital were killed in an Israeli airstrike today. Israel says it was targeting Hamas hideouts. Palestinian officials saying at least 500 people killed in what they claim was an Israeli airstrike. Aftermath of an alleged airstrike on a Gaza hospital that killed more than 500 people. An Israeli missile struck the hospital. Absolutely horrific loss of life. This is not the first time violence has actually hit what's supposed to be, obviously, a place of healing. Deadly explosion at a hospital in Gaza. Palestinian officials say hundreds were killed and they're blaming Israel. This was not a blast. Uh, this was not an explosion. This was an airstrike. It was a deliberate war crime that Israel conducted on this hospital. All right, everything that you just heard there was a complete lie. We went through this last week. It was a rocket being shot by Islamic Jihad into Israel and about a quarter of their rockets blow up in Gaza. So they've, they've actually, about 500 rockets at least out of the 7,000 or so that they've shot to Israel have blown up in different parts of Gaza. No one, even Al Jazeera is admitting that it wasn't an Israeli airstrike, but these people lie about everything. And then somehow uh, a president of a synagogue in Rashida Tlaib's district gets stabbed. You might, you might think that these things are connected at some level, right? But thankfully, again, more and more people are seeing through the nonsense. But if you wanna see just one more, I saw this one this morning, this is just so incredible. Put up this map from CNN. This is a map that CNN put up. They have Tel Aviv basically on the border of uh, Lebanon up there. Tel Aviv is in the middle of Israel, that is completely wrong. And Stay Road, which they have in the West Bank, Stay Road is right next to Gaza. 
in reality. That's the place where you, in the old days when the rockets couldn't shoot as far, Sterot was the place that all the rockets would fall. It's right next, so Gaza you can see there is in the south by the Mediterranean Sea. Sterot is down there, it is not in the West Bank. Tel Aviv is much more in the center of the country and, and CNN just puts this map up. They lie, I don't even know what the purpose of them lying about that was, right? Like how, how did that possibly pass? These people, I don't know what has happened here. Like I know it at some level, they, like it's, it's years, it's decades of indoctrination and broken brains and hiring all the wrong people that lead to that. But who put that map together? And if that person is not fired, like what are you doing, CNN? And I guess the question really is not what are they doing? It's like, why are you intentionally doing this? Uh, Brock made a good point. The funniest out of that compilation that we just showed you, the, the funniest thing that they reference is Hamas health officials. What are Hamas health officials? They, Hamas literally keeps bombs and their entire operational center is under the biggest hospital. When that woman says, it's a place of healing, a hospital. Oh, we should tell the people who are literally building bombs and underground tunnels and everything else beneath the hospital. Hamas health officials, it's Dr. Mohammed Mohammed. He's the one that said you should behead people a little bit lower on the neck. He's a health official. So what's the alternative to corporate media? What's the alternative to the endless lies? The people who have gotten everything wrong, who have lied about history so that people have no idea what's going on, and then you have dudes in dresses calling for their own beheadings in cities across America and across the world. Well, the, the answer is that you gotta figure out other ways to get information. Uh, so I wanna show you this clip of, of Joe Rogan. Now Rogan, from my opinion, has not been good on Israel. He has for a long time just put on like radical, crazy leftist, whatever. I sense he may be going through a bit of an awakening on this thing uh, because he's seeing the craziness, right? I'd be happy to go on his show and explain the, the history of this uh, if he wants me, that, that would be fine, but he could put on anyone to do it, it doesn't have to be me. But he's been pretty bad on Israel over the years um, and, and put on some of the just really the worst people related to all of this. He had Coleman Hughes on. Coleman Hughes uh, is a guy, I've had him on the show. He happens to be black. He's an interesting thinker. Uh, and Coleman was laying out a pretty clear explanation of there are kind of good guys and bad guys here. And the media has been lying about the hospitals and everything else. And Rogan brought up, brought up how the left, because they own culture, they've, they've owned comedy forever. But even that is changing. He's talking about the Onion and the Babylon Bee specifically. Take a look. The New York Times patiently awaiting Zoom call from Hamas to see what they should print today. <laughs> Yeah, so this is this is about the hospital. Yeah, that is the Babylon Bee. Thank God they exist because, oh, yeah, like, they they disprove the idea that it's only left wing people that are funny. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. not true. The yeah. Babylon Bee is they out onion the onion often. Yeah. They're amazing. They're much I better love the than onion. the onion. Onion used to be great. Still is good. They still knock it out of the park every yeah. now and again. But yeah. you know they're young progressive mm -hmm. liberals constrained by a certain ideology that doesn't allow them to poke fun at certain things you know how much fun they could have like the trans issue they, oh, just, they can't sure. touch it they yeah. can't touch it yeah yeah rachel levy they can't touch it leave yeah. it alone get out yeah. of there it's too hot i'll clean that up for you i mean the, the onion is abject horrible it's woke trash and nothing that is woke is funny the the uh headline that they were reading could we put it up there it illustrates uh, everything we were talking about before new york times patiently awaiting zoom call from hamas to see what they should print today and as you know when that hospital uh bombing the Islamic Jihad bomb that blew up and destroyed the parking lot next to the hospital, not 500 people and all that. New York Times three times changed their headline. Also on the front page of the New York Times, they showed a building that wasn't even the hospital underneath the headline that was talking about the hospital. 
So again, guys, what I want the takeaway to be on this Monday is that I get it. Like you see those protests and it's horrible and you see these trans people for this and the media lying about everything, but good, decent people are waking up. I'm also seeing a whole bunch of good, decent people that are going out and buying guns and figuring out how to take care of themselves, maybe know your neighbors so you feel a little more comfort at home uh, and, and just keep exposing this nonsense. That's what you gotta do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to join us for the post-game show coming up right now at rubenreport.locals.com. And if you have not subscribed yet on Rumble, please do, uh, you know, at just at any moment, it literally feels like at any moment to me, I could say one thing that ends the YouTube operation. So it's rumble.com slash rubenreport. See you for the post-game and we will be back tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.